Hi, this is Teresa from Books to the Ceiling. Ever think about becoming a private investigator? Our book this week, Gambling with Murder, has a pretty funny PI team of Corey and Vera. And in today's excerpt, they're looking for treasure in a Los Angeles warehouse. Let's check out the latest Southern California mystery. Here's a little more about Gambling with Murder. A late night call is all it takes for rookie lawyer Corey Locke to kiss her day job at the movie studio goodbye and do what she does best. Flex her sweet PI skills and go undercover to find a senior who's missing from a posh retirement community. One small stumbling block skirting past security to gain inside access to the exclusive Villa Sunset. Time to call in the heavy artillery. Besides former security guard turned legal assistant now wannabe PI Vera, Corey relies on a secret weapon, her mother, a surprisingly eager addition to Corey's team. Armed with enough pepper spray to take down a band of Navy SEALs, Mom impersonates a senior to infiltrate the villa, Corey and Vera in tow. Turns out the job's not as easy as they thought. These seniors have tricks tucked up their sleeves and aren't afraid of using them. Now here is an excerpt from Gambling with Murder by Lita Sedaris. This is Chapter 1, Luck Be a Lady. I maneuvered around shattered glass, splintered picture frames, and fragments of bubble wrap strewn along the cracked cement floor. Something crunched or crackled beneath my every step. Empty spaces joined hands to form a footpath meandering through the old warehouse. The beam of my flashlight circled around stacks of crates, blankets, old tires. Ninja One, see anything yet? Vera Bankhead's voice sputtered through the walkie-talkie cinched onto my belt. Dressing up like ninjas had been Vera's idea to help us blend into the night. We wore matching black tunics over black slacks. The hood hid my long hair. A face mask rendered me incognito. Only the slit across my eyes kept me from tripping. Vera was posted in the parking lot outside to discourage unwelcome visitors. Looks like a hoarder's paradise. I stepped over a pile of well-used sneakers. Any idea of what we're looking for? She asked. Oh, the usual hidden in a warehouse items? A barrel labeled TNT. A nondescript briefcase filled with rolls of cash. Dorothy's ruby slippers would be nice. By day, Vera and I worked in the legal department of Pictures Film Studios. Tonight's side gig was connected to our day job by a nearly invisible thread. Props had gone missing from a high-budget movie currently in production. A police investigation was underway, but Vera suspected an inside job. She'd convinced studio security into letting us take a look. An anonymous tip led to a Los Angeles warehouse hidden beneath the 405 freeway. I stepped gingerly over dented soda cans to stay on the path. We've got to find something, Vera said. Our reputation is at stake. She didn't mean our reputation in the legal department. She meant our reputation as quasi-professional unlicensed private investigators. I had my father to thank for showing me the PI ropes. 
Investigating suspicious deaths was what I did best. With help from Vera, it had earned us a level of respect from the studio security crew. That's how we got the nosing around for missing props gig. I still say that new intern is behind the thefts, Vera said. He's been hanging out at the prop house every day. Isn't he inventorying the props? I ask. So he says, Vera replied. I had low hopes of finding anything tonight, but I had to admit this was the perfect location to hide stolen goods. A baby elephant could get lost in here. Did you find out who owns this place? I asked. Working on it, she replied. It didn't hurt matters that Vera had handled parking lot security before becoming my legal assistant. She had connections far and wide in the Southern California security guard world. I pinned the beam of my light into a dark corner. That's strange. Four large pieces of luggage lay side by side atop a long folding table. Everything surrounding me was in stacks and piles. I quick-stepped closer. The luggage exteriors, aluminum handles, and zippers looked new. Why store unused luggage in a place with worn-out, broken-down stuff? Uh-oh, Vera said. Hold on. I grabbed a suitcase and slid it closer to me. I shone my light on a combination lock. Next to it sat a small keyhole. Pulling out a paper clip from my pants pocket, I shoved it into the keyhole and jiggled it around. Two unmarked vehicles drove up, Vera whispered. We'd parked my car behind the warehouse. I'd left Vera hiding behind a bottle brush shrub near the entry. I popped open the lid of the suitcase. Folded bed sheets lay on top. Easing them aside, I gaped at the blood-red cape with a stylized golden S on the back. It's Superman. The cars parked next to each other, Vera said. To the side of the cape lay a pillowcase. I ran my fingers over something odd-shaped and bulky inside. I unwrapped it to find a one-of-a-kind golden gun. No way! A cigarette case formed the handle. The trigger was a cufflink and a fountain pen served as the barrel. It was a prop gun from a James Bond film. Two muscular guys came out of a van, Vera said. There's a third person taking his sweet time exiting a Prius. Looks to be someone smaller, older by the way he moves, and he's wearing a dress, which means he could be a female. Headed your way. If there's a back door, I'd use it. Can't. I hit the jackpot. I spun around. Where to hide? That was an excerpt from Gambling with Murder. Now here's a little more about our author, Lita Sedaris. Lita's first stint after law school was a newbie lawyer's dream, working as an entertainment attorney for a movie studio, kind of like her heroine, Corey Locke, except without the homicides. Lita was one of two national winners of the Helen McCloy Mystery Writers of America Scholarship and a Killer Nashville Silver Falchion Award finalist. She lives in the northern tip of Southern California with her family, rescue dogs, and a flock of uppity chickens. You can find Lita at litasedaris.com. She's also on Facebook at Lita Sedaris. Her Twitter handle is at Lita Sedaris. Her Instagram is at Lita underscore Sedaris. 
She is also on BookBub. I'll be leaving the links to Gambling with Murder in the podcast description. And thank you very much for coming by today. We hope to see you again next week at Books to the Ceiling. If you're a fan of The Amazing Race, then check out Dye a Yellow Ribbon, the ninth book in the Pecan Bayou series. Betsy Fitzpatrick, a local Helpful Hints columnist, feels she has found her own personal guru after reading a book on organizing. Her beloved town of Pecan Bayou is competing in the annual Golden Pecan Treasure Hunt in the suffocating heat of a Texas summer. The prize is a cruise out of Galveston, and Betsy's husband Leo is looking forward to a little alone time with his wife, if they can only win it. After a curious accident and unsolved murder, Betsy finds it takes more than a precision sock drawer to spark her joy. No matter how neat and organized it might be, murder is always messy. Die a Yellow Ribbon features the cast of lovable characters from Pecan Bayou, including Ruby Green from The Best Little Hair House in Texas, Mrs. Thatcher the Dispatcher, and Lester Gibbets the Porta Potty King. Come along and follow the clues to find the golden pecan. Recipes and helpful hints are included in the book. You can find Dye a Yellow Ribbon on Amazon.